It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. We want to thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listener today. And remember, remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast and wherever you download your podcast. Make, 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 make sure you leave us a five-star review um, because that's how people find out about us because don't keep us to yourselves. Share, share it. Share, 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 you know, show show love. That's what we all about here on ATL Day Ones. T, yes. I got a special gift for Alex Anthopoulos that's going to solve all his issues. <laughs> and we will talk about bold predictions for the Atlanta Falcons in 2022 and 2023 as well. Find out about that. Don't go anywhere. And in For the Culture, Trey Young and Anthony Edwards have teamed up. We'll explain all of that. But first, T, got to talk about yesterday, the Phillies uh, win 7-2, to two, and yeah. Charlie Morton just got banged all around in the fifth inning, and it just seemed like all was lost after that. Yeah, and that kind of speaks to, for me, it was age and duration. Like, right. at this point, all you really – I mean, at this point, all Brian Snicker ever asks of his starters is to get through five innings, right? Right. That's and it. So, yeah. Yeah, so he's decent, he's solid through four for the most part, and then all of a sudden the bottom falls in, out in the fifth, and it really made you go back to the question of, okay, once again, Alex Anthopoulos is asking himself, what is more important, someone for the starting rotation, someone for the bullpen, or someone in the outfield? Every time you have a start like that, which it has not been good overall for the, the Braves, right? You're talking about three losses in the last five starts that were pretty much all on the pitching staff. So right. it really just begs the question of, my goodness, where does AA start with the trade line deadline, with the trade deadline looming? You know, it's it's interesting that, you know, you ask that question because it's, if you're saying that Adam Duvall goes down with the wrist um, surgery for the rest of the season, we find that mm-hmm. out and like, okay, all right, outfield. And then, you know, Ian Anderson is kind of struggling, but you feel like you can still make it through. But Mm -hmm. now that you see Charlie Morton, who was who had been doing well, and now you see they have these lapses that turn that maybe have turned from maybe a one or two run. And you talk about five runs. Um, And then he's the one that gave up, uh, made a two base arrow throw uh, over to first base uh, and trying to pick off a guy over Mm -hmm. at first base. And. It's just, it's just some of the, it's just really just like a, a snowball effect when it comes yeah. to um, Morton and when he's on the mound. So when you mm-hmm. start to see those things, you start to question, okay, well, I got two guys who I don't really know what I'm going to get when they're on the mound. That's a problem. That's yeah. an issue. But I think that we'll talk about whether or not what the really big issue that have just maybe starting to come up a little bit, but T, tell mm-hmm. the folks over Tell everybody about Blue Nile and what they have going on, the special deal they got for all our podcast listeners and viewers. So Blue Nile, of course, is the original online jeweler. And if you're looking to get engaged or gift fine jewelry, this is the website for you. Now, you can celebrate any of life's special moments that is 
with custom jewelry, right? So it can be the engagement ring of her dreams, if you so choose. So there are two parts, like I said, the wedding jewelry part and the fine jewelry part. So whether you're ready to pop that question or maybe you're just celebrating a milestone, you know, Jarvis talked about that on our Wednesday episode. He's celebrating a 10-year milestone. That's an anniversary for him and for his wife. So that is also a special uh, event, if you will. So he may want to do something like that. You guys may have the same thing. It's very simple. The online tool is so simple to use. So, I mean, when you're talking about choosing diamond shape, diamond size, even the clarity of that diamond, you've got people 24-7 on that website who are available to assist you. So that's a good look for you guys because you want to get it right. For your girls. So again, if you're looking for that fine jewelry, you're having trouble choosing it, this is your moment to shine. And BlueNile.com will help you get there. So go to BlueNile.com and Locked On Sports listeners and our viewing audience as well. You can get $50 off of a purchase of $500 or more. So again, you're going to use that code Locked On. That's code Locked On plus every order. You want to know this. It's insured. It ships free. And also one of the biggest pieces is that it arrives in discreet packaging. So go to BlueNile.com today. Use the product code LockedOn.com and get yourself $50 off your first purchase. Go ahead and do that thing. Go ahead and make that special moment even more special for your significant other. Now, I'm going to have to change my voice. Now, this as far as, as far as, you know, the Braves issues go, right? You know, we, you talked about. The errors you know, on the infield, there was some 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 mishaps in the outfield as well. Yeah. And Eddie Rosario and uh, Marcelo Zuna in the corner, that just doesn't look good. So yeah. I think that, and we can even, I think we can both agree that Orlando RC and Robinson Cano not quite getting it done. Yeah, that's an up and down Maybe. deal too. Yeah, Robinson Cano showed his Robinson Cano age. Yes, no doubt about it. Anytime your batting average starts with a one in, in professional baseball, yeah, that's not good. So I've solved both of those issues, right? Second base and left field. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a guy by the name of Brandon Jury. He plays for the Cincinnati Reds T. He's 29 years old, been in the league mm-hmm. eight years, and the only position he hasn't played is center field and catcher. So if Alex Anthopoulos wants to go ahead and solve a couple issues, mm-hmm. you know, um, second base and left field, go ahead and get that guy, Brandon Jury from the Cincinnati Reds. Mm-hmm. He only, this is his last year of his deal, so he's going to be a free agent next year, so it won't be that expensive. You maybe throw a Kyle Muller out there if, 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 if you're so pleased to try to fix two issues at one, mm-hmm. and then you can work on maybe getting an arm so you can kind of get a, like a two-for-one type deal. And I think that Alex Anthopoulos, if he does that, that'll be something that I think that – and Brandon Jury has 19 home runs as well. You know, the Braves mm-hmm. love bats. You know what I mean? So I think that'll be something that can fix Alex Anthopoulos, both of his issues. You know, I'm probably. out here passing out gifts, T. Yeah, probably, <laughs> but the gift comes with a, a price tag. And I don't know if Kyle yes. Muller is going to be enough of a price tag for the Braves to get that particular bat. And and you look at something, you look back to last year, just as an example, and you think about the fact that to get uh, a pop, an Eddie Rosario, even though I know he's not the the greatest, it's looking not looking great this year, but last year it looked great. When you gave up Pablo Sandoval, that looked like a win win for you. And when you gave up Alex Jackson to get Adam Duvall back, again, that looked like a win and pretty much no harm, no foul in giving up Bryce Wilson, although Richie Rodriguez didn't quite work out, but still. I don't think you lost much with Bryce Wilson, but that also kind of started depleting your farm system. 
So mm. it just begs the question of whether or not there are enough, like how much will double A have to give up, whether um, he's going with Brandon, whether he's going with Ian, how much is he going to have to give up and do the Braves have, actually have enough capital to get their guy? Now, the other piece there is this. If you want to be in a win now situation, well, yeah, go ahead and give it up because maybe you're looking at it and saying, hey, our window, not that it's closing, by the way, for the Braves, but our window is still pretty open. And when you look at two other things, Jarvis, the fact that the Phillies are coming. Right. The Phillies are coming. They came into that series hungry because they knew, hey, we're only six games behind the Braves and we're right there with the Cardinals in terms of that wild card race, right? So mm-hmm. they literally felt like they had something, I don't want to say something to prove Jarvis, but definitely had some some things on the line and they stepped to the plate. The Mets so far in the Subway series are doing the same thing. They want everybody to know, not just NL, they want Christ. the majors to understand that this is not going to be a we're here and we're for real. Mets. Yeah. yeah, the Mets ain't going to Mets. They, mm-hmm. they came to play, and whether it's something like a walk-off like last night with Pete Alonso or gutting it out um, in that first game as well, they're here to stay. So the Braves, double-A, you may have to do something. My question just would be, how much would you have to give up for either one of those guys, and are you prepared to do that? Now, could be something like this. Maybe you let go of a Tucker Davidson. Bye, a Will Smith. Bye, a Marcelo Zuna. Bye. And then give away Kyle. Whoever would take Marcelo Zuna, yeah. Do that. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. And we made that for you, Kyle Muller, because it looks like, you know, you're kind of finding your form again, but you probably are the most viable piece in a potential trade situation. So, yeah, Double A's got his work cut out for him because we know he does magic, but woo. Yeah, this is. And, and I think that, you know, you brought up, you make a great point. I think the biggest piece now is that because you've traded away some of your assets and you start and you brought up some people that are Spencer Strider and Michael Harris, who are your right. top prospects, you know, yes. those guys are up now. So it's kind of yeah. like, all right, what, how hard do I go? And I think that's mm-hmm. the thing that Alex Anthopoulos is going to have to figure out. Now the Braves are off off uh tonight uh t mm-hmm. and they uh get back started over the weekend with a series against the arizona diamondbacks that yeah. should be uh a reason for them to go ahead and get back on track as they get ready to go against the mets we talking about the mets not metting they're coming into town and at the beginning of the month of, of august so they have to get ready and be right because you can't afford to lose three out of these five games because you have a double header up there as well so it is the potential to swing this race either way. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that this is going to have to be something the Braves are going to be ready for, and they got to start with the Arizona Diamondbacks. But Yeah, absolutely. Got to win the games you're supposed to win, no question. Win those guys and win them like they're supposed to win. Speaking of wins, um, the Atlanta Falcons want to win this year. Terry Fondo, Arthur Smith, they always talk about how they want to win games this year. But we're going to put our little profit hats on. We're going <laughs> to put them bad boys on, and we're going to – tell you what's more likely next about what's going on with the Falcons and who is going to be where at the end of the season. We'll talk about all that next right here on ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and T, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. 
Welcome back to ATL Day Ones. I'm Tanitra, that is Jarvis, and we appreciate you guys for listening and for viewing our podcast, going to the places wherever you download your podcast and downloading us for free. And not just downloading us for free, but for you guys also giving us five-star reviews. We appreciate your comments. In fact, if you want to drop some comments into the comment section, go right ahead because we're going to check them out and we might shout you out on the show about some of your good commentary. And I think Jarvis, with what we're gonna approach today, I can see people really dropping their opinions into our comment section about the Falcons. So as you guys know, the Falcons are gearing up in Flowery Branch, getting it going, getting ready for the preseason. Their first preseason game is about two weeks away, right? And then uh, at least the away game, then they've got a home game, and then it starts with week one against the Saints, right? So. Jarvis and I, of course, you guys know, we've had shows and podcasts together, and oftentimes we'll do like a rapid fire, right? And just kind of listen, one, two, three, go. So that is what we are going to do today. A little bit of projection, right? A little bit of bold predictions and projections about what this season will look like. So Jarvis, I'm going to throw a question out to you. You answer it. I might co-sign or I might piggyback and go in a different direction, but these are just some play, some things we can play with as we continue on in training camp and in the offseason leading to the preseason and to the regular season. So, Jarvis, we have talked over and over again about the offense and the defense and the fact that both of them, for the most part, have nowhere to go but up. So, yes. who, however, yes. is going to climb the ladder and get the highest, maybe in the top 10 as an overall unit at the end of this 2022 season? Your bets on the offense? defense Ooh, wow i'm gonna have to go with the defense because when you think about the pieces that were brought in right you talk about a lot of the issues that they had last year i always refer refer to uh mr fm um that has changed he's no longer here and right. casey hayward has taken his place as that backside corner so mm -hmm. that was a huge issue last year as far as giving up big plays we know they were at the bottom of the league in that category as well mm -hmm. so um i think that with fixing that issue and number th the reason number two is they have guys who are capable now they have to go out and do it of mm -hmm. rushing the passive like they had guys like Stephen Means who barely got a pressure um last mm -hmm. season so you have guys like on Ebicato who you traded up for in the second round you assume yeah. that he's gonna get out there and you mm -hmm. got guys like D'Angelo Malone who's gonna you feel, assume that he's gonna get home at least a few times this season and and free agent pickup that you brought in and Lorenzo Carter a guy who had, what, five sacks last year in the last mm -hmm. four games uh, for the, the New York Giants. I think those are some of the things that you have to take in consideration yes. because those that those were the big issues. Right. Giving up big plays, opposite A.J. Terrell, and not getting to the quarterback. And I think they – I believe that they addressed those issues, and I think mm -hmm. some, those, some of those guys are going to be productive for the Falcons this year. And I think that that why I give them the reasoning behind for them to be a top ten more so than the offense. Yes, and you've got a lot of competition. You've got a lot of second-year players, even third-year players, Taquan Graham, Ade Ogundeji, Marlon Davidson, who are really trying to prove something. So i got to agree with you on that one. I think it's going to be the offense. And another reason, Jarvis, is because when 60% of your O-line is still shaky and yeah. it's not just competition in terms of getting making each other better, but it's competition in that we don't really know who the heck is going to line up on that O-line in week one, that tells mm -hmm. me that I might give deference to the defense as well. But we're saying rapid fire, so we're going to move on to – we're going to keep it offense, though. And we're going to talk about that guy under center. Now, we know for 2022, it can be Desmond Ritter. 
It could be Marcus Mariota. We don't know. We, we assume that Mariota is going to at least get the start this season, and we'll see if Ritter actually gets to take the field in the regular season. But how about next season? What's going to determine who the starting quarterback is next season? Is it going to be Mariota showing that he can actually go the distance for the season and be a viable and reliable pick? Is it going to be Desmond Ritter who breaks out and shows you that what you saw in the offseason, he can actually, it can translate to a regular season game or neither one in 2023 or 2024? Wow. I will have to go with Desmond Ritter, right? And here's the reason why. I think that, I don't think that the the Falcons are going to be one and done with with Desmond Ritter. I think he's going to get an opportunity to play this year. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to be mostly because of, Malcolm Mariota never really being able to play a full season. And this yeah. was when it was 16 games. So I'm not – when they add another game, I don't think that that's going to make him more viable to play more more games. So I think mm-hmm. that he's going to miss some games this year, and I think they're going to get a pretty solid look at what he can potentially do. And sure. I think that that's why I, I believe that more than likely Desmond Ritter is going to be that guy because Marcus mm-hmm. Mariota also has an option in his yeah. second year with the team, yeah. and then they can kind of get – they can cut him and not really owe him that much money. So mm-hmm. I, I think that with that being the case and with that different scenario – and let's not, not act like Desmond Ritter is a sixth-round pick or a fifth-round pick. Right. Third-round pick is – that's and the pretty decent capital, yeah. In the in the draft. In the draft, yeah. So that's not that's not like we heard like not right before the draft like how much in love that the Falcons had fallen fallen in with Desmond Ritter, and it's not like they just took this guy. Oh, let's just take him and see what's going on. No, mm-hmm. they really like what he brought to the table from a yes. leadership standpoint and being and being a vocal guy. So mm-hmm. I think those. I think this year is going to be the year where he just kind of takes everything in and, and learns on the fly. And then when mm-hmm. he gets his opportunity, you'll probably see some flashes of what the yeah. Falcons see in him. And that's why I believe he'll be the, uh, the starter for the Falcons in 2023. Agreed. And I would agree with you as well in that we wouldn't see Marcus Mariota because if there's going to be a quarterback battle, if you will, because maybe Desmond is adequate but not an average, but not, you know, has given the Falcons the the thought that he could be like their franchise QB because they're going to be looking for that because the franchise QB is gone. Mm-hmm. Next year, if C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young are within arm's reach, Ooh. they could definitely be there. But I, I would say Desmond Ritter and Bryce Young or Desmond Ritter and C.J. Stroud before I said Desmond Ritter and Marcus Mariota next, next year. So I agree with you as well. Let's go back to defense. Sack leaders, who is going to get their hand in the dirt and get after the quarterback and put him on the ground? Are you going with old school who might be excited about proving something in Dean Fee's defense this second year, Ray Jarrett? Or are you going with new school, Lorenzo Carter, meaning new school as in coming down here and reinventing himself, or new new school, meaning drafted this year, Arnold Evicati or somebody else? Wow, that's a good question. You know, and a lot of na- as you were going through the names, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's right. a good one. Yeah, that's a good one too. But I think that this is my gut. This is solely my gut. And and I think that and, and the reason and I'll explain why I have this feeling, right? I'm talking about D'Angelo Malone. Um, this is a guy who is going to be put in situations where when he steps on the field, mm-hmm. all he's gonna know is go get a quarterback. 
Yes. Third and long. I think he's going to be a pass rush specialist in his first mm-hmm. year. And I think that Arnold Evicati is going to be taking on a little bit more responsibilities from as far as being able to come in to stop the run in early mm-hmm. downs. Yes. So he's going to be kind of a little bit more concerned about that. Now, he mm-hmm. was brought here to rush the pass, but I think that yes. given those extra responsibilities, once he steps on the field, I think he's that's going to kind of rule him out, so to speak. So yes. I'm going with D'Angelo Malone because he's mm-hmm. going to be a guy that says, you know what? All I'm doing is coming in here to kind of sack the quarterback. (laughs) That's all. You got one job. Get to the quarterback, bro. So I think that D'Angelo Malone is going to represent. And and plus, you know, I got a chance to talk to D'Angelo Malone's mom uh, when they had the practice down in Mercedes-Benz. And and if he plays anything as like his mom was fired up when they're talking about him playing football for the hometown team, Mm -hmm. oh, my goodness, yeah. People are going to be in for a treat because I believe this guy, it has a little – it's something something about D'Angelo Malone that I really, really like, and I think that that's going to kind of carry over to the field once the season gets started. And I like that pick as well. And you always call him your sleeper, so I, I kind of knew that you might go with the someone else option. You know me too well, T. <laughs> and there's something, this is kind of a, an offshoot of what you said, but still a valid point. When you do look at what um, AK or, or even Ade would bring to the table, my mind also goes to the fact that um, they are literally, there. there's an opportunity for really that core because Foyer's gone. So with Foye Alou, can yeah. you lose your tackles leader and you lose the guy who who forced so many fumbles in and uh, in the run game and really, really kept other teams honest in terms of the run game? So, yeah, you're absolutely right. There may be some other opportunities where those guys can really fit in and make a difference, whereas you have one job, D'Angelo Malone, and that may be how mm-hmm. he ends up getting the most sacks because, hey, that's what we brought you in for. So I love that pick as well. And then we're going back to offense before we wrap up. And I got to ask, when you think about this, and it's going to be interesting the way you answer it because it depends on how you think Arthur Smith and Dave are going to go in terms of who's going to lead the team from a rushing standpoint, who is going to tote that ball the most, tote that rock the most this season and lead this team in carries. Are you going with CP? You going with the new kid, Algier? You going with the veteran who might have to prove himself, Damian Williams? Or I'm gonna give you someone else as an option once again. You going with somebody else? Oh wow! I would have to. I mean, my first instinct would say um, Cordell Patterson, right? But I, I know that there's gonna be some pitch count, uh, a pitch count, so to speak, when it comes to how how yeah. he's used, especially if your boy Marquise allows him to return those kicks yeah. this year. And, and we, know, right. we know CP has been politicking. And yeah. I don't even think you call it politicking. Like, no, hey, man, it. put me back there. Like, please, yeah. dude, put, put me in. back there. Coach, put me in. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. I think I think that's what – and I think Marquise may have to, you know, um, not bow down to it, but, you know, just acquiesce because that's yeah. a vet and he's trying to break a record, you know, all-time returns um, – Term touchdowns for um, special teams. Yeah. I think that's something that's cool to kind of go after. And I don't, I don't mind. I don't think there's you should have an issue with somebody who's trying to help the team along with breaking record. I don't. I mean, it's mutually beneficial. So mm-hmm. I think that um, CP will more than likely end up being that that lead that lead back and, and get mm-hmm. most of the carries. But yeah. I think Tyler Edgier is going to be a really close second. Yeah, and there's room for that because if you look at CP's numbers, 153 carries. 618 yards, and you and I talked about in the Wednesday episode how the Falcons 
if they're going to have success this season, one of the keys to it will be getting a thousand yard rusher. Then yeah. those 153 carries are probably not going to get you to a thousand. But right. they, like you said, if there's a pitch count that keeps you in that range around 160, 175, then somebody else has to bring up the rear. And that probably is going to be Tyler Algier. So good, good thing. So when we come back, guys, for the culture, we're going to talk a little bit about a I'll call him a legend in the making who is still here working with a legend that's on the outside part, but we still know him because he's still fam to us. We'll talk about how they are making something big happen when we come back. It's for the culture on ATL Day Ones. Final segment of ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanisha. We want to thank you for rocking with us throughout the entire show. And if you missed any part of it, all you got to do is just go to YouTube. Type in that search box, Locked On Sports Atlanta or ATL Day Ones, whatever you feel like, and it'll pop right up, and you can find us right there. And remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast. And remember, go ahead and give us a five-star review. That's the only way your mama and grandma are going to figure out that we are great, and you don't want to keep them from grandma and mama. They will get mad at you. I promise you. I understand. I get it. So, yeah. But T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture. And sometimes whatever the heck we want to talk about. That's how we get down. I mentioned to you earlier about Trey Young and Anthony Edwards teaming up. No, the Hawks are not trading for Anthony Edwards. That's not going down. <laughs> we wish. Yeah, that is a big time Christmas wish list. But they have teamed up with Sprite. And they did a commercial together. And I saw a little snippet online. Man, Anthony Edwards is a is a Anthony Edwards is a star. Like he yeah. should be right yeah. exactly where he was next to Trey, because Trey's a, a star on the court. And you know, he's kind of working on his, yeah, his you know, the acting skills, yeah, you know. Yeah, but his personality coming out. A the personality bit. is starting to come out a little bit. And I think Anthony Edwards is just he's just that guy. Like, oh, like he's easy. It's just easy for him. And I think that, you know, ever since the, the movie with Adam Sandler came out. And people starting to get a, get a good feel for who he is. They should know uh -huh. by now anyway. Yes. But I think that just the combination of those things, I just think Anthony Edwards and Trey Young teaming up for a Sprite commercial, it just makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. It's just gold. And I had an opportunity to interview them both for All-Star, right? Mm -hmm. And Anthony Edwards is just a ham. Like, as soon as the camera goes on, the mic goes on. He is ready. <laughs> he is ready. And so, yeah, he's definitely built for it. But I also noticed, because that was – an exclusive interview with Trey. I hadn't actually gotten one in a while because of course we weren't able to go into the locker rooms. But right. when I think back to his rookie season and even his second year versus my interview with him in February, night and day. So I'm, you're starting to see that personality come out. You're starting to kind of understand what motivates him, what makes him move. So yeah, Trey's got a little AT alien in him too. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good deal. That's a good look for both of them. No doubt about it. And, and I think that when you... Like people like want to question whether or not Trey is a star or a superstar, or they want to try to differentiate between those yeah. two words that yeah. I just used. Yeah. A lot of times, it's the same thing to me. You know, mm -hmm. the star is a star, and it did him being on this Sprite commercial and start and being in these national commercials. Yes, um, I, I think that it just kind of silenced those people and say they wouldn't be doing this unless this dude was the real deal. The oh, true yeah. trader truth is, right. is, you know, he's the real deal when it comes to basketball, and they wouldn't be reaching out or putting him in these type of commercials if he right. wasn't a star or a superstar, mm -hmm. however you want to define it. But anyway, but um, speaking of star, a star in the coffee industry, Coffee yes. AMT, 
Yes, they are. Tell them what they got going on for all our, our listeners and viewers. Yeah, Coffee AM is truly the MVP in that small batch industry. And they're an MVP because they're right here in Atlanta. So they are contributing to our local economy. And why don't you contribute to their economy as well? You won't be, you will not be disappointed. We can tell you that because we actually, it's always easy for us to talk about a product that is good, one that we believe in and one that we can co-sign on. And we both can co-sign on the coffee, on the tea, on the gift sets. And we love some of the things about it that make Coffee AM kind of set them apart, right? So it sets them apart that they are all about freshness. So let's say you go and order and when they're getting ready to ship it out, they're not shipping you something that's been sitting for a few days. They're shipping you something that is fresh to go either the day they ship or not long before that was that coffee made and then you talk about the fact that they are a coffee roaster who goes out and looks for organic and fair trade and direct trade type coffee so that you guys have a huge selection to choose from and again they're local so why not support you can do it by going to coffeeam.com backslash locked on if you go there and you use the product code locked on you can definitely get coffee you can order tea you can order even gift sets for friends and family and you can get a 15% discount on your first order. So again, want to know where to go? Coffeeam.com backslash locked on for the 15% off for the best small batch roaster in the country. No doubt about it. Why do you want to mess with the best? Like, why mess with anything less? You know, you guys have been putting those five-star reviews so everybody else can mess with the best. Go to coffeeam backslash locked on and go check it out now t we talked about trey young and how he's showing a little atlanta atlanta is on the map again because lonely planet's best in travel list for 2022 has just been released and guess who's number four yes. not in the united states but in the entire world and guess what? They're the only U.S. city that's on this list. Oh, Atlanta is doing a doggone thing. T, like, are you surprised by this at all? Not at all. You know, we went to dinner last night. Uh, a couple of my friends, one was in town, just a 24-hour trip for her birthday. And one of the people at dinner was from the U.K. And, I mean, she nice. absolutely, yeah, she absolutely loved this. And she also has Jamaican roots. So for her to have that international flavor if you will and to love this city as much as she does i think it speaks volumes and i think atlanta is that internet it's, it's an international city low key no but that's why it's getting this this kind of fanfare and then jarvis i think about a conversation i had a month ago where someone asked me the question of what do you think about this particular bowl game or that particular bowl game and i say well i'll take you a step further one of the reasons that atlanta was in the mix and ultimately has a space on the slate for the uh, uh, international world soccer, you know, is coming here, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the reasons that this city was chosen to be a host city for soccer is because it is international. There's something that people see in terms of, just like this show, we bring together sports, entertainment, and the culture. That's Atlanta. That's what Atlanta does Hands in down. every single space. And I remember telling him that, when people descend on this city from all over the world, they're going to understand why this is also the only city in the U.S., along with L.A., of course, that has hosted this uh, World Cup every four years, has been one of the host cities, and also has hosted an Olympics, right? There's right. a reason Atlanta is that city, and obviously people are starting to figure it out. 
Yeah, like you, when you think about all of the college football playoffs and just all over the southeast, how, many, how people want to come over, come here and you know, be in the center of the college football world, traveling, business, people ain't coming in town for business. I met some people from Philadelphia the other night when I went mm-hmm. out for my, uh, for, my, for my birthday and everything. And I think that it's just the, you just get used to it, right? Born and raised here, so I get used to people. Like, oh, yeah, man, here visiting from out of town. It just right. seems like I always meet people, and people when I tell people <laughs> I'm actually from here, they're like, oh, my God, they kind of look at me like a unicorn. So, right. so it, it, just, it just tells you, you know, it just tells you that, you know, a lot of people moving here, a lot of people in town visiting, and a lot of people falling in love with this city, and, and I'm not surprised at all because, hey, it's my city, man. Let's go. Yeah. obviously not my hometown it is my adopted home city but having lived all over this country i will tell you if you have anybody have a problem with that tea i will handle that just send them to me (laughs) she's 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 indoctrinated into this city don't worry about it i got you you. i can handle them all by myself yes yes if you want problems she doesn't need me if you got problems with me let's let's roll and if you got problems with atlanta being a great city i can tell you that you shouldn't have problems with it because like I said, I've lived all over this, this country and I was telling our friends last night that there's no place like Atlanta. It is singular in its culture. And hopefully everybody will continue to appreciate all that the ATL is from the culture to the entertainment and hopefully the sports. So we'll talk more about that tomorrow. We're going to talk more Falcons as they get get it on and wrap up their first mm-hmm. week of training camp. We're going to talk Braves, kind of preview that series against the Diamondbacks. And of course, what is Atlanta known for as far as culinary? Oh man, your boy Jarvis, he can't wait to tell you guys about that tomorrow. So come back and we'll tell you all about it right here on ATL Day One. Take care and be safe out there. Y'all come back now, you hear? Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.